0: Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, Agency owner? you're new here, I've got a free ebook on how to scale your business to multiple six and even seven figures By overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself as the main bottleneck in your business. All you have to do is DM me the word gift on Facebook at Brent Weaver. That's facebook.com slash Brent Weaver. And I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in business and life. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners, welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today we're hanging out with Frankie Finn. He's the author of the book, Beyond the Agency Box. He has been in the digital marketing space since 2007. He's an entrepreneur, shaman, speaker, author, and world traveler. I think right now he's hanging out in Mexico. Is that right, Frankie?
1: Yeah, we're in Mexico.
0: So you uh, embody the uh, a little bit of the kind of that nomadic entrepreneur that likes to travel the globe while running their business. Uh, what uh, what
1: got you into this space? You know, it's a funny thing, Brett, right? because like none of us have these stories. At least uh, when we got into it, there was no like I'm going to get rich on the internet and you know live all over the world. That wasn't really a thing when I started. It was actually it was 2007. And I was just trying to find a job and my whole hometown was just like laying people off left and right. It's from Windsor, Ontario, Canada, which is like close enough to Detroit to hear the gunshots, but without actually being hit by them. And it's all just like uh, automotive there. And I remember like in a little city of 200,000, you'd open the newspaper and read that 20,000 people just got fired today. And I remember actually going to a kind of like a job fair. And in the middle of that, like it was just only commission, only hunt for your lunch kind of sales jobs. And in the middle of that, I had a friend who reached out to me and said, hey, I built this real estate course and we're going to sell it on the Internet. And I was kind of like, we? And I was like, no, no, you are going to sell your own course on the Internet. And he's like, well, I don't know anything about computers and you're good with that stuff. So and after about a week of thinking about it, I was like, what else are you going to do? And that kind of began my journey, which led me into SEO, which led me into the agency kind of space, but it was certainly definitely not planned.
0: I think a lot of people resonate with that because I think a lot of people kind of find themselves as as that accidental agency entrepreneur where maybe they had an interest in websites or social media or advertising, and then they get into it enough that somebody you know (laughs) taps them on the shoulder and says, hey, why don't you do that for me and I'll pay you for it, right? Uh, And I think that's
1: how a lot of agencies start. It's definitely how we got started. I actually, you know, remember the first SEO client and it actually turned into like a really big white label deal. And back then when I was doing this in like, you know, 2007, there wasn't even really a term white labeler, but it was just like, hey, can you manage the SEO for all my clients? And so it led me into this growing business, which I pretty much did horribly probably for the first five years without really knowing anything about it other than I knew how to rank websites. I didn't know how to run the business or build teams, but I was really good at, you know, I know how to build some links that'll get you to number one. So
0: you you start doing SEO work, which is you know kind of traditional agency, I guess. What what made your venture into agency world unique or different?
1: Um, well, I'll tell you one of the things that we do, Brent, that like you know just makes our agency like super super unique is that I run a phoneless and meetingless agency, which is actually kind of you know. Um, in the intro, what you mentioned in the book, and it it started like my agency for many years was the exact opposite, and I'm sure you've you know done this yourself and everybody you know that works with you has done this at some point, which is you start to build an agency, and it's I, I swear it's like it's the easiest business in the world to build a prison because you're the product, and and especially if you're doing like custom work and you're not niche down and you don't really know how to manage client expectations and all the things that I was kind of like personally just really bad. My phone just blew up all the time. Like I can remember checking my email 50 to 100 times a day, like constantly, just never ending amounts of like putting out fires, you know, client, can you call me? And I, you know, I I feel like I would have the same conversation over and over and doing that. And I spent probably five years being (laughs) pretty miserable in that experience, maybe actually seven years. Um, But at some point I started to realize that these were symptoms of like deeper problems, like Clients didn't trust me. They didn't understand the SEO reports. And I started to like ask questions of like, how can I deal with those symptoms right at the cause of where they were happening, where they were losing trust? And this has slowly evolved over, I don't know, 14 years or however long I've been into it, where now like, I have like a real lifestyle agency where clients, we sign, firstly, we sign our clients without a phone call, which is pretty unique to our agency. We just send them a little five-minute loom video that explains what we do. And then our, our onboarding process is, is like kind of probably a little bit different as well, because I call that like the welcome aboard. It's more like making a wow impression on people. And then we work at like keeping people and communicating proactively. And as a result, like I don't have any meetings or phone call. In fact, like, like to me, I still have sometimes like email PTSD where I open my email and just expect an angry client to be there. And then there aren't any. And it's like, wow, that's right. Nobody's bugging me. So it, I would say that's probably the Uniquest thing to answer your question is that We have like a, the ultimate low Magnet agency and it's Taken a lot of years to even understand how to do that.
0: What is it? I mean, I assume with any client business There's, there's some kind of communications. I mean, Is it somebody else at the agency that's Communicating with them or it's just They get their regular cadence of, of Reports and, and things like that. I mean, what, give, give us some details on that.
1: Well, you know, there, there's there's two things that that kind of like really helped me to to kind of understand how to like do that differently. How we do a lot of our communication is it's much more proactive than it's ever been. And that's that's why the meetings are kind of eliminated. And I actually remember for years when I would do SEO, I would have the same conversation where they would say, like, hey, this is this is a beautiful looking report, but can you call me and tell me what this means? Because I don't understand any of these numbers. And so I would get these people that I would have to call and explain it. And it clicked one time But instead of sending them the report, why don't I just send a screen capture and say, like that explanation, here's what we're doing. Here's why we're doing it. Here's you know how it's going. And here's what we're going to do next. And that, and that whole thing was two minutes long. And I decided just one day to send it to a client. And that was it. And there was no phone call or meeting from that client. They're like, oh, that they loved it. And they were so sick of those reports. So that was one of the things. And then the other thing, actually, I I can, there's a, where I'm at in Mexico, there's a bunch of like doctors and lawyers kind of in this area, and they're building a bunch of new houses. And uh, one of the guys, I asked the neighbor, I said, how was that experience of buying the house? And he said, it was the worst experience of my life. And I was like, well, what do you mean it was the worst experience of your life? It's a beautiful house. And he said, "Um, well, you know, we built this beautiful house, but the whole time, like, he said, firstly, I had to send like $250,000 to the middle of nowhere, sight unseen. So it was like, there's part of me that just thought they were going to take my money and run. And then I couldn't reach anybody for like weeks to even find out what was happening. And then when I finally got a correspondence, it was in Spanish and I don't speak Spanish and I don't know the laws. So I had to get all these people to help me and translate it and legal help. And he said, six months later, I, I came and my house was built perfectly. And I used to think like running an agency was All like if you just if I just ranked people's websites, the clients would be happy. And what I started to realize after many years was like 50% of what we do is actually communicating the building of the house, and 50% of what we do is actually building the house. And so I always look at it like if that if that house or that you know construction company was an agency, just imagine instead if they said, hey, I uh, just want to welcome you, first of all. So happy to have you. And then like a couple of days go by and they they take a little video and they say, this is your unique plot of land. You guys own this. I know there's nothing on here yet. And then a couple of weeks go by and they say, hey, we're just doing the survey. Now everything's legal and official. And then they send uh, another update that says, hey, here's your foundation. And then they say, here's the framework. And obviously I don't build a house. So it's like, don't call like bullsh- the order of details there. But I mean, just the, the general principle. And that's how we run the communication in our agency. And so what used to happen for me is I would have like, 50 meetings at various points in my calendar, and I'd be you know out for dinner on a Sunday, and I'd say, you know, honey, uh, can you just be quiet for a second? I've got to take this call real quick, and then the call would go 45 minutes. And now we're proactively sending you know these two to three minute update videos, which client loves, and most of our clients also, which is not an unimportant detail, is we specifically work with like busy successful people, so it's actually part of the, the sales. Like, I'm not going to bug you for any meetings or anything like that. We're just going to send you little two to three minute updates. And then if you have any questions, you can just text me to clarify something. So we definitely have communication in place, but the difference is, is now I can do all that communication like rapid fire. Like I can communicate to 50 clients two minutes at a time and be done communication for two weeks and two hours instead of having it just like explode my calendar and explode my phone. And it just came as a result of like just noticing the questions that were just coming up again and again and again. And then thinking about like, how can I answer that before they even asked it? So they would just leave me alone because I was just sick of like being out on a Sunday and like not being able to enjoy my Sunday. And I, I didn't have any boundaries back in day. And I'm sure You and many people listening to that have had those kind of issues.
0: Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to tell you about one of my favorite white label partners, E2M. They can help with all your website design, web development, SEO, and content needs for your client projects. This includes WordPress, WooCommerce, Shopify, BigCommerce, Webflow, Duda, SiteGlide, custom PHP applications, and much more. Have peace of mind when it comes to your outsourcing needs. Let E2M become an extension of your team so you can grow and scale how you want. Check them out today at E2MSolutions.com. That's E, the number two, M, solutions.com. All right, back to our show. So, you know, I, I love the idea of videos. And... um I think that it works. I have several agencies that do report to us that work for gurus and they they communicate a lot through videos. I don't know if that gets us to meeting list though. So is it just that you have a, a certain type of client and there's enough consistency or that they, they, they all fit like a really certain type of profile to where you're able to dial that down to two-minute meetings? I mean, is the scope of work like – I mean, what's give us an idea of like the scope of – these SEO engagements? I mean, are they several hundred dollars a month? Are they several thousand dollars a month? I mean, how, how are you guys structuring that? Cause I just, I get the impression that we're saying meeting lists. So there's not going to be meetings, you know, or is it sometimes there's meetings?
1: I would say, I, I shouldn't say that there's never a meeting, but they are very rare. Like I probably have t- less than two meetings a month and both, usually both times it's me initiating it. Cause it's, Easier and more direct to the point, but they're they are extremely rare. So, I mean, there's a couple things. We're not just doing like the standard SEO that I once did. I, I kind of got sick of that probably somewhere around 2014 and 2015, and decided to do other stuff. Like what we're actually doing. Part of it is client selection. So I'm dealing with busy personal injury lawyers, so that makes life a lot easier in that. In that, you know, and I would suggest this for anybody is like focus on clients who have more money than time and think about how you can make their life easier rather than trying to go for the kind of broke struggling person who has an abundance of time but not money like if like if a lawyer comes to me and it's a little one person show who's just trying to book more clients that person's probably going to want a lot of meetings because they want everything thoroughly explained but if i have a lawyer who's already got a team of 10 people and he's working 80 hours a week then a meeting is a burden to him and is a drain on his you know, his time and his energy. So for him, it's like, so part of it is client selection is just focusing on that. And then the other part is like just intentionally going out of the way. And then I would also add like, you know, we've learned a lot about setting expectations, as you know, Brent, like so much of this is like, even when I did SEO, I never realized that like, you know, I remember the first time I got a New York City lawyer to like, I don't know, number three for his main keyword after like three months. And it was just like crazy competitive and it should have taken much longer. And his first comment to me is, you know, well, who cares? When am I going to be number one? And part of that is like, you know, letting people know what's supposed to happen in this engagement. And so I've kind of narrowed down the expectations to four big things, which are like, what's the result you're going to create? How long is it going to take? How much is it going to cost? And how are we going to talk? And so we do a really like kind of solid job in those four things with these busy professional lawyers so like here's the results you can take so right now we're generating mostly like higher-end motorcycle cases for them and as you would put it that's that's our kind of deep end so we show them like here's the results we can expect in facebook ads we're going to get leads for this much we're going to nurture these people this is when you'll start seeing phone calls out of it here's how long it's going to take you know if it's going to take three months then you should tell them five months if it's going to you know, cost X number of dollars every time or like even just little things like Facebook ads going to bill you every time in the beginning you spend $25 and I'm going to reach out every second Friday and send you a video update. I know you're probably a little concerned that I'm not doing anything if you don't hear from me for 13 days, but just, you know, I'm working in your account and I will give you an update and you will get it. And then what you find is once they know what's going on and they're busy and you set the expectations that meetings just aren't a thing, they just don't ask for them.
0: And then the back and forth communication you mentioned before was it was kind of like send a text or I assume that means, you know, you're going to you're going to send them a video. They're going to watch the video. If they have questions, they're going to send them back to you in whatever format
1: that is. Correct. Yeah. It's just a little text message here and there. And then, of course, we always think about like, could we have an- answer that question preemptively? And so the next time you're making a video for somebody, you're like, well, remember the last guy I asked about that? and especially when you're when you're doing the same niche over and over the questions don't tend to be super unique.
0: And and I think that's kind of what I was getting at is is this is this model is predicated on having a really tight market and you know who your customer is and and you guys have built processes to serve that specific type of customer, I imagine yeah. that your your welcome process, your video process, right? You know, hey, personal injury lawyers are going to ask this type of question, and it's going to sound like this. And hey, let's just go ahead and put that into our script. Versus tomorrow, if you moved on to working with like architects or you know uh, carpet cleaning companies or whatever, I mean, they they might be similar questions, but they wouldn't. They'd kind of probably break your SOPs, right? Correct.
1: Correct. And yeah, you're hundred percent spot on. And I think part of the reason I did that actually brand is not because like in the beginning, like what I did is, is like you said, like I, I was watching a video and you said it brilliantly uh, of yours where like your are kind of ideal client when you first get started is like, they have to have a credit card and a pulse. If they've got those two things, then they qualify. Right. And then you end up getting like a whole spectrum of people. And actually the biggest thing that came out of it is I was doing all this custom work. And you get in a trap when you're doing like, you know, like if I'm running Facebook ads for an architect and I'm doing, I don't know, reviews for an e-commerce store. And then I do Google AdWords for a dentist and then I'm helping the online coach with his copy. And I used to do like the jack of all trades is it's really, really hard to bring in help because like almost always it's easier just to do it yourself than to explain it to somebody. You get in all these situations where like it would cost you money. You would spend an hour explaining to somebody what you could yourself do in 20 minutes. And so that kind of agency, which I built, like you're even around like five or 10 clients, you're, you're probably going to work 40 to 80 hours a week just trying to manage the chaos. And it's really, really hard to find good people. And often you're not like super well paid for it. So it's like you're doing it all on a budget. And so like what you said, like when you get that really, really tight niche, and you can like really define your SOPs, then I think of it more like we have a conveyor belt and we sell the same conveyor belt over and over. But what we do now is is I'll personalize it a little bit to you. And so that like, you know, like I might change the lawyer's picture and his color and his phone number. And if you ask me like, hey, can you change my signature a little bit on the emails? Okay, sure, we'll change your email signature. But for the most part, we're selling the same thing again and again and again and again. And when I found out when we, we set up that model of agency, you can actually manage 50 clients in that kind of agency easier than you can manage five complete custom jobs. Like you'll actually work harder than that because like you said, the SOPs are so tight. Like it's so easy for me to now bring in a virtual assistant because we have everything in Asana organized, like your step one, your step two, and I don't even have to train them. I like literally just say, we're going to add you to our training and go watch the videos. And they, they're like brought up to speed on their own. And, that, and that's so much of it is like you said, is like having a, cl- a very small, tight client picture. And I've always said the reason to do that is because when we first get started, you think you want to have like as many clients as humanly possible, at least I did. And then when I got like to like 100 plus clients at once, there was no part of me that ever thought what I need right now is more clients. It was just <laughs> like... <laughs> It's like, it's just chaotic, stressful, phone blowing up, email blowing up, everybody mad at me, people disappointed me, employees, I need this, I need that, you didn't pay me, you paid me double, have you filed taxes yet? Like, the the whole thing was just neurotic. And, And so I wanted to kind of, you know, create something that was like easier to scale. And so much of that is when you have that clear picture, then what happens is... You know who to say no to, and it starts with being intentional about your agency and thinking about like who do I most want to work for, and who do I, who do I want to be known as in the market. And when you do that, you can build that conveyor belt. And the conveyor belt is like a way better agency than the "I'll do custom work for anybody with a credit card and a pulse." In my experience, not just financially, but from like a maintenance point of view.
0: I was just having this discussion. Uh, I don't know if it was a discussion. It was it was a question that came to me from. From a client, and it was it was essentially like, hey, I I need to build my systems first, and then I'll figure out that whole market thing. And I think that's something something that it's hard, right? And I just just hearing you talk about your experience and and being able to build those scalable systems and being able to build something where you can send a two minute Loom video every two weeks to a client and get no questions back in return. I mean, not just your internal processes, but the customer experience process. The systems that you're able to create. And I kinda that's what I was I was curious about your your how tight your target was. And and now that I you know I've found out it's it's super tight, right? It's kind of like, well yeah man, that 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 does make all this other stuff possible, right? Like can you can you build systems before you understand who your market is? Like, I don't know. Like I mean it's you know they're they're gonna get broken fast,
1: I think is is my yeah. uh my my position at least. Dude, I I'm I'm a thousand percent with you. And I tried building systems and processes and I actually remember Um, And like one of our masterminds, a guy came in and he had that like kind of really big, what I would call like bulky agency, like it can be done. And he was trying to do his SOPs and he had been working on it for six months. And for us, I have maybe like six moving pieces in my agency. Like here's the ads we run, here's the landing page, here's the targeting, here's the follow up. And then, you know, here's... I guess we have deliverable like client communication and we do lots of extras and things like that for our clients to like really enhance the experience. But but I maybe have like 15 total moving pieces. And so my SOPs can be done in like a week, right? Like even less if I didn't hate doing them so much. And like <laughs> <laughs> so, I think I'm that's yeah. Them. And so I, I think
0: I, I do want to sp- spend some time with you with kind of talking about the the lifestyle result of being able to build the phoneless, meaningless business. That's a lot more scalable because I think a lot of what we talk about is, you know, own own your market, choose that niche, kind of get into the deep end. And I think you've got the experience on the backside of that, that idea, right? I mean, you, you, you've implemented that same thing within, within your business and then you've been able to achieve that level of freedom what is that how does your team operate within that freedom so you're kind of nomadic you're traveling a little bit you know how are you how does this type of idea translate to the other people working within the agency not just for frankie
1: yeah i mean there's there's definitely i would say like that's a it has a trickle-down effect to the team there's no question about that like so we most of our stuff is done through virtual assistants like our, the, the primary bulk of my agency and, and the What I wanted to pride myself on actually when I built it this time was like thinking about like, could I make the processes so easy that anybody could do it? And then I'm not like I'm just looking to have anybody as an employee. Obviously, you want to have your own like superstars and amazing people, but I wanted it to not need amazing people to function is to to make it so simple that like the processes were just so clear and anybody could do it. And one of the things that happens is when I bring in new Filipinos, they're so used to having like kind of like this ironclad American boss who's like, all right, you work from nine to five and you report to me every day. And I just like, go, here's everything that needs to get done this week. And I'm way more focused on that. We enjoy the journey. We like working with each other and that what we need to get accomplished gets accomplished and whatever hours you want to work for. I'm, I don't care whether that's three in the morning because you have good Wi-Fi then, or whether you want to do it the same nine to five schedule because you can like you know be with your kids and you don't need to report into me and you don't need to do any of those things. But I am going to be a stickler for the results happening, and they just love that kind of flexibility because they're they're able to themselves have a life and do it on their own terms and it's it's kind of leisurely. But also you know like things get done in that kind of agency. So I don't know. My team really loves me and and also you know we haven't really talked about this but uh we've kind of like got keeping our clients down to a science and so much of keeping them is like the little extra things you do and i do those little extra things for my employees too so like just give you a small example i just had one uh this morning where the employee sent me uh he really likes reading like when i hired him i had a big picture of a bookshelf not as big as yours brent because i can tell you're a boss and you read like a jedi but he had a pretty sizable bookshelf and i said well I notice you read a lot as part of the terms of employment, I'd like to just buy a book every month, and you just pick it and just send me the bill, and I'll put it on your week's pay, and they love it, right? Like, where would they get kind of that kind of recognition somewhere else? So, like, that's kind of the trickle-down effect, is you have this kind of, like, family-style feeling, but it also um, is really simple to run, because the processes and the expectations are clear. And all of that, like you said, comes out of just being like in the deep and really, really focused on doing one thing well rather than trying to pull yourself four or five places. By the way, we're, we're getting hit with a thunderstorm here in the desert, which happens exactly twice every two years.
0: <laughs> well, you, you just needed to be on the digital agency show and yeah. we were going to bring the rain to your of desert. Right? That's how that works. <laughs> Uh, you're, you're right when you're on and we're recording and you need that strong internet, right? Then we're going to make sure that the storm comes. Got it. Hey, what's up, agency owners? Quick question for you. Could your client retention rate be better? Most small businesses are terrible at closing leads. So it's pretty common to churn lead gen clients quickly, but I've been really impressed with a new all-in-one marketing platform that actually closes leads without clients having to get involved. The platform, which is called HighLevel, is built specifically for agencies, and the best part is you can white-label it so you can present it to your clients as your own software and collect that sticky software revenue in addition to your services charges each month. High Level normally has a 14-day free trial, but as a member of the UGurus community, you have access to an extended 30-day trial, which you can access at gohighlevel.com forward slash That's gohighlevel.com forward slash U-G-U-R-U-S. All right, let's get back to the program. Well, what I like about that, Frankie, is not not just the storm, but the philosophy with the team or, or what becomes possible is like I think when you create those systems and that repeatability within your business and you're you're really clear on who you serve, the results you get them, the expectations that are being set is that I think that the freedom that it gives you – is also translated to your team that your team now feels like they have freedom to operate and get clients' results which is and also focus on the client relationships which which is you know, way more important than, you know, let's see how many diverse things that our agency can do. Let's see how many different things that we can say yes to. Right. And I think that, you know, we we found ourselves in that mode for a while where we had a a team and every time a client said, Hey, can you do X, we're like, oh yeah, of course. Then we'd get back to the office and be like, oh crap, how do we do that again? Right. And then we'd spend, you know, the rest of the day thinking, you know, trying to figure out how to do it. And then once we figured it out, then we'd be like, oh man, maybe we should like you know, grow our agency around this idea, right? It was like every week, it was like a different thing. And it felt exciting for a while. But then at some point, like, not only were was leadership burnt out, but like, the team was also burnt out, right? They were like, well, every week, it seems like we were focused on a different thing, you know? And and I think that that can get that can become, you know, worrisome a bit on the people around you. And I love the model that you've, you've brought to the table today, because I feel like it's it's something that not only is going to give you the freedom to travel or do whatever, not be let you know run by your inbox, but also it's giving your people that work in your organization the freedom that they need, and it's giving your clients what they need as well, which is super cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely. I think it's just kind of like a, a more fun. Like you know, there are some people that are made to build like hundred million dollar agencies and and do everybody everything for everybody. I found that, like, personally, we weren't as good at it either. And part of it, I think, just comes from brand, like, we just, like, we're really good problem solvers, and we like helping people. So when the client says, like, hey, can you help me with this? Like, it's just natural inclination to want to be like, yes, I want to help you. I can do that. And then a lot of times what ends up happening, at least for me, is, like, I would just find myself overextended doing too many Custom solutions and not doing, not managing any of them well. Even though I had went into them all with good intentions, and and then the, you know the kind of the client thing suffering, and then inevitably somewhere along the way, I'd feel like, man, I should have charged way more money for this because <laughs> it's way <doing laughs> more work than than I thought this was going to be, and and that whole thing was just really stressful. And then a lot of times, what ends up happening is people leave you disappointed, and that's actually been one of the the big breakthroughs for us is actually realizing that this kind of like simpler model is actually better for the clients. Like if you think about like, you know, a web design, and we actually just had a guy in our mastermind dealing with this exact thing where he built this client, this really beautiful cleaning website. And then his first question was, how do I go get another cleaning uh, client so I can design another custom website? And I was like, no, no, no. How can you sell that exact same website to another cleaning company? And he's like, well, you know, won't they want custom? And then I was like, well, when you think about your average custom web design, what typically happens is you they, you have a conversation, you try and get on the same page about the web design, and then you send them like a mock-up of what you think it is. And then you go back and forth six times, what I call the customer ping pong, where, okay, I'll get back to you on that. And and then end up, you know, you finally kind of settle on something and then you try and code it. And in that, there's like so much customer ping pong that it can often go like six months. Like I've seen websites that should that really are like 10 hours worth of work take six months to get done and I was like you know if you walked up to somebody and said hey we have this website that quotes jobs and has like all these pre-programmed customer responses to the common questions in a little live chat box like why would they want a brand new website if you've already got one that's working like just customize it a little bit to my look and feel and make it easy to say yes to and so I realized most clients are just after the result they just want of website to make their phone ring. Like they don't really, the website in many ways, is just a necessary evil. And if you've got something that's already ready to go and working for other people, they're like, why would they want to do the custom solution and have six months of back and forth, you know? And so, you know, a huge breakthrough that was actually realizing this kind of model is actually better for clients because they get stuff that works. And, it's, uh, and as a result, you get to focus more on those relationships and less on like trying to sell your value which often happens when you're doing something that takes a long time to deliver.
0: Frankie, I think, uh, usually I do some, uh, some, some theme wrap up and and takeaways. I think you just did it, man. I think you, you nailed it. So I think we're, I think this episode has been a fantastic review of, of your model and your thinking around this. And I hope that a lot of people are listening to this and considering how they can implement this for their own business Are you ready to do our lightning round?
1: Let's do it, I'm
0: in. What is the best advice you've ever received? In business,
1: I would say it's about the offer. And the more you can make your offer do, you're selling the less proposals and sales and chasing and all that you gotta do.
0: Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success?
1: Uh, Taking morning and evenings to, to myself and just like, you know, focusing on what I wanna accomplish.
0: Can you share an internet resource, a tool, or app that you use regularly that you think our listeners will find valuable?
1: Loom. That's how we do all our client reporting. It's the lowest tech agency in the world. There's no software. There's no reporting. So just, here's what we're doing in plain English. Got any questions, let me know.
0: And what book would you recommend besides your own and why?
1: Well, I, I want to check out your book. I think it's definitely worth reading just from what I've seen so far. Um, I guess it really kind of... Depends on where you're at in the agency. I don't know. That's tough to answer. I've got so many good books, but I I actually think this kind of model, probably if there's one, I would recommend. Can I go two? Can I go wild and go hog wild and go two? Um, You can do two. uh, Greg McEwen, Essentialism is a really, really smart book for like doing less but better. And as well, I would also recommend uh, Never Lose a Customer Again by Joey Coleman, because when you implement that, you'll keep your clients so, so much longer. We went from like three months to two plus years, and that doesn't suck when clients pay you eight times as long.
0: I love uh, all the things that Joey Coleman does. Uh, Big fan of Joey Coleman, and uh, essentialism is one of my top three. So, good, good selection on that. We will uh, link out to Joey's book and essentialism. I don't think we've had somebody recommend Never Lose a Customer yet. And so, check that out at our show notes page, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. We'll have those links to essentialism as well as never lose a customer. So if you're out there on the road driving around and you don't have a pen and paper, just go to yougurus.com slash podcast and we'll help you out there. Frankie, how can folks find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out?
1: Um, Yeah, two things I would recommend if you're interested in just kind of finding out a little bit more about how we do it. As mentioned, there's a book on Amazon. It's called Beyond the Agency Box. And again, my name is Frankie Finn. And as well, we've got a little Facebook group for people like us that are kind of sharing how to do this. And it's called Beyond Agency Profits. And it's a it's a cool little hangout of all the agency owners who are built, like, you know, building it where it's life first, business second, and have the business serve your life instead of own your life, which is not a fun way to build an agency.
0: Sweet, dude. Super generous. We'll link out to Beyond the Agency box as well as Beyond the Agency Profits. Again, check those out on uh, our website, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. If you're listening to this week of, you'll see Frankie's photo right up there at the top. So click on Frankie and you'll see all those goodies packed for y'all. And uh, also, thanks again for being such loyal digital agency show listeners. Frankie, thanks for stopping
1: by the program today. Dude, I appreciate you having me. Especially, I always know the coolest people. Whenever I see my camera, they always have an awesome bookshelf behind them. That was the first thing I saw with you. So it's dope.
0: Well, uh, I appreciate the compliments, man, and uh, great episode. That is it for this week's episode of The Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, if you want that free ebook on how to scale to multiple six and seven figures, all you got to do is DM me on Facebook the word GIFT at Brent Weaver, and I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver.